Welcome to the Green Feed Podcast. I'm your host, Robert, and we got an awesome show this week. This week, I interview Brittany with the Bomar Putter Company. The Bomar Putter Company is a putter manufacturer that makes putters for people who side saddle putt. Now, there can be a few reasons to side saddle, and Brittany really dives into that in our interview. I'll say it was a fun interview to do, and one I hope you enjoy listening to as much as I did doing it. Alright, well it wouldn't be a Green Feet Podcast without Bourbon of the Week, so it's Bourbon of the Week time. This week was actually my eighth wedding anniversary, and my wonderful wife picked me up a bottle of the Four Roses Single Barrel. Four Roses was one of my first nice bottles of bourbon, so it's cool to get to enjoy the single barrel. Gotta say, overall, pretty solid choice. Alright, now go pour yourself a drink, crack open a beer, heck, enjoy nice water for all I care. Whatever it is, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Now, based on my last interview and this one, you can probably tell that putting is very important to me. And since I struggle with this so much, anything I can do to get the ball rolling on the green is worth taking a look at. Now, this week, like I said earlier, I'm joined by Brittany Bomar of the Bomar Putter Company. They're a putter manufacturer based in Idaho, and they're trying to change the way you think about putting. Now, I can go deeper, but let's just dive into the interview. All right, everybody, like I said, we got a pretty cool interview this week. We are talking with Brittany of the Bomar Putting Company. They kind of bring a cool, unique idea back into the game, I guess you could say. So uh, let's introduce her. Brittany, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, Robert. Thank you guys so much for having me on today. Of course, of course. So um, the big thing about Bomar Putting Company is you guys are a side saddle putter company, things like that, right? Correct. Yep, side saddle only. Excellent, excellent, excellent. So um, let's go in a little bit about what side saddle putting is and then kind of a little bit of history about yourself as well. Um, what what got you to side saddle putting? What um, Where has side saddle putting taken you? Um, I know I kind of did a little bit of research. You got some professional uh, stuff in there. Let us know if you putted side saddle when you were touring, things like that. Just give us a little background on you. Yeah, no worries. Well, I'll kind of start from the bottom and work my way up. So I began golfing when I was five. If you guys don't know, my dad is my uh, co-founder and partner in the company, fellow side settler as well. So he's been a PGA pro for, oh geez, since he was 20. So 37 years now and got me into the game, like I said, at a young age, five years old. And once I was tall enough to side saddle, you know, we didn't have a company back then. I started when I was 10. He was about the same age. Um, He was down at Arizona Country Club where his grandparents were members at and saw a member putting face on and was like, huh, that looks intriguing. And kind of things took off from there. He finished seventh in the world in 1996 with the Dave Pell's putting championship and got a decent amount of exposure. Then, you know, spent years, not only teaching and running golf courses, but also playing on a lot of mini tours. So back then it was uh, the Hogan tour, buy.com, Nike tours and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. you know, currently runs a course, calls a course and still plays in the Pacific Northwest section, which has a lot of great events. And uh, 
as for myself, I played junior golf in Alaska of all places. So mm-hmm. us discussing the cold earlier, I know all about that and went, was able to actually get a uh, D1 scholarship to University of Northern Iowa straight out of high school. And then from there, I was like, you know what, as much as I love this program, shout out to Burma, my ex-coach, I was like, I got to get year-round golfing if I'm ever going to get any better. So I ended up transferring to University of Hawaii, Manoa, uh, played for Lori Castillo over there, which was an amazing experience, uh, taught me a lot. Uh, I was able to develop my game to a high enough level to turn professional. Uh, from there, played on six different global tours, including Canadian Tour, uh, the LET, LET Access, Nordea Tour, and then mainly on the Australian tour. So I spent eight years off and on living down in Sydney and Auckland and was living the dream, was spoiled, but unfortunately wasn't making enough money and woke up and was like, oh shoot, I'm 31. I don't have a lot of cash. What am I going to do? And, yeah. you know, <laughs> side saddle was always the best part, putting rather, was always the best part of my game. And I attribute that to the fact that I did putt side saddle and it was unique and I was like, you know, I think I could have a business here if I can find, you know, an investor, a manufacturer, and I was able to do all that in 2019. We launched our company in 2020 down at the PGA show in Orlando, and we've been uh, trekking along from there, gaining momentum. So So let's talk about why side saddle is easier for a lot of people and why Bomar putting really pushes this whole side saddle idea. I know you said your dad got seventh in the world side saddle putting kind of what is side saddle putting for everybody and what makes it easier for most people? Yeah. So the easiest way to explain it. And you know, one reason why our uh, slogan or catchphrase is, can you roll a ball? Is if I were to give any golfer, any person rather a ball in their hand and ask them to roll it to the hole, they're going to bowl it. So a throwing motion facing your target, similar to cornhole darts, free throws, So from an athletic perspective, and for any golfer out there, conventional, you know that you're going to get behind your ball, look down your target line, and then now you're going to turn to the side, and it's easy to lose that line when now you're not facing your target anymore. So for us, it's kind of eliminating an unnecessary step. So if I continue to face the target, it's easy to see that line, and that throwing motion is really natural and second nature. So I I just find that, I mean, for myself personally, like I said, it was the best part of my game. Same for my dad, same for my little brother. And we got, shoot, I think over 50 club pros now using our putter and, you know, loads of amateurs, juniors. And I haven't had any complaints yet. I think we've (laughs) been able to help a lot of people, which um, is really gratifying for me. It's it's been a fun journey. That's awesome. So uh, you said you debuted in 2020 after – how long, how long have you been kind of developing this putter and figuring out? So before you had Bomar Putting Company, what were you using beforehand, right? Um, I would imagine there's not many side saddle putters out there on the market. No, there's, there's not a ton. I mean, the, if you Google it, I think there's like three others. And PR Dion's probably the GP putter, the most well-known one that you've heard of. Um, but back in the day, you know, for my dad – he had to jimmy rig a lot of putters. So he would take, you know, just a long belly length, you know, ping putter and hope that it was upright enough and use that. But uh, prior to 1996, that Dave Pell's putting championship, he had a good friend, Brad Butler, who made him a specific side saddle putter. So once that was made, and it was a similar design, that was our inspiration for our BB-10 and our Blaze, because it was that T design just comprised of different material. The whole process was, 
different than what we do now. Um, but he made that, Brad made that for my dad and my dad loved it. And I, he ended up reselling a few of them kind of as a retailer up in Alaska. So we had a few people that putted that way, but that was kind of the inspiration. And I, I was lucky enough to meet um, one of our members of the course that my dad runs here locally, who's an engineer, works for an aerospace company. And he, he's a tinker. His grandpa made putters and was like, you know, I want to pay off the rest of my past, Billy. That's my dad. And like, all right, I'm, I'm going to make you a putter, mate. Okay, cool. My dad's thinking in his head, like, it's going to be some weird grade school science project that's not going to look great. But yeah, yep. thanks, dude. Okay. But he produced a beautiful putter. And we went through a few prototypes as we had to send them into the USGA, make sure they were conforming. And yeah, once we got to uh, the BB10 and the Blaze, we're like, all right, we got something here. So. All right. So you mentioned something there, uh, conforming. I know that's a yeah. lot of issues people have with side saddle putting and there's some, mm -hmm. there's some misconception about it being legal, especially when right. Bryson decided to try it. Uh, what was that? A couple of years ago when he first went pro. Um, yeah, I think that was 2016 or 2017. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what, what makes the stance that you guys teach legal and then what mm -hmm. makes it, um, what makes the putter itself legal? How did you get around the same issues that that uh, Bryson and other companies were finding when they were trying to make a legal side saddle? Putter? Right. Oh, it's actually a great question, Robert. I'm doing a video series right now with a pub publication on the East Coast called Morning Read. And one of my recent episodes was all about legality and just informing people because, I mean, Unless you're a rules official, even tour pros don't know every rule. Like, that, you know, that book is ridiculous. There's so much content to it. But I kind of gave everybody the history on Bryson, Sam Sneed. So, obviously, you know, back in the day, I think uh, it was 1966. I might be a year or two off. But Sam Sneed started to get the yips. was like, I got to do something else. And he croquet-styled for two years. And then PGA Tour USGA is like, nope, you're too good at this. So, when they banned that, that's when he started side saddling. So in terms of legality, you can't straddle the line anymore because of rule 35-1, which a lot of people get that mixed up. They're like, no, 35-1 is you can't side saddle. You can't face a hole, but it's just literally straddling the line. So as long as your feet are to the size of your ball, then you're fine. From there, I mean, the only thing that's changed in terms of the setup was anchoring. So before 2016, before that ban came into effect, we had the club anchored to our right shoulder. So essentially, I mean, the whole shaft was right up and down my right arm. I could putt with one hand and be fine. So okay. what happened, we just had to push the club out, you know, a couple inches from our shoulder. Setup was still the same. Posture was the same. Um, in terms of the club itself, it was funny. I remember this was back in 07. It was my first USGA pub links. And I get to the first hole first putt first green and I get a rules official just ripping out there at me and he's like you can't do that and I was like oh geez here we go I'm like dad please don't get hot because he was on my bag <laughs> and he's putted like that forever right but he's like I got to take photos of this now I got to send it in and I'm like all right I wish he kind of would have waited until I was done with my round but I'll try and get over it and anyway came back all good yep you're fine um but when we sent clubs into the USGA to get approved as a manufacturer I think they were a lot more strict because right now with Liangle you got to be at least 10 degrees right now. What we had to do when we sent it, it send it into them. They're like, well, you know, we can change it at any time. And we're thinking about moving it to 14. So we need you to go to there, which in a way, I mean, they're trying to help us out. You don't want to have someone mass produce 2000 putters. And then a year later be like, uh, those are all illegal. So right. 
that's one aesthetic we had to change going to 14, 10 to 14. And then um, the other one was the secondary striking face, which I wasn't aware of. And like I said, never had an issue on tour or USGA events or whatever, but we had to put just a little indentation in the barrel because unless those two striking faces are identical, you can't have to. So similar to a bullseye, you know, the traditional yep. ping putter that was, you know, identical on either side. Um, so we had to change that. And, you know, once we got those two fixed, then they're like, all right, green light, you're good to go. So. Awesome. Awesome. So no, mm-hmm. no problems there. That's pretty cool. Um, yep. Let's, let's talk a little bit about the construction of the putter, the metal, um, you were talking about lie angle earlier, and one thing mm-hmm. I noticed is definitely length and getting that done correctly, right? My wife's five feet tall. Granted, she doesn't play golf, but if she did, me and her probably shouldn't have the same length, uh, same length. No. So, so let's let's kind of talk about how we fit for that, how we fit for lie angle, okay. things like that. Yeah. So um, lie angle is always going to be fourteen. That's optimal. I mean, we want it to be as straight up and down as it can be legally. So all of them are fourteen. And the fitting process. I mean, with COVID, it's been hard because we haven't been able to be out in the field a lot. We only did three demo days last summer. Hopefully, now that restrictions are easing up, we'll do a ton. But it's nice that the fitting process is simple because as long as I know someone's height, unless they have physical restrictions in which they can't have any pelvic tilt, I know exactly what length they need. So it's just purely off height. If you are, you know, five foot to five, let's see how tall am I? Five, six, five, seven, you're going to be in the 40 incher. If you're five, seven to six, two, you're going to be in our mid length, 44. And then if you're any taller than six, three, you'll be 48. Gotcha. 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 Okay. And what are we, what are we looking at? If a, if a customer, you know, let's say for me, I'm five, seven, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, I'm five, seven. I sometimes sneak into five, eight if I stretch right in the morning. Um, but, uh, you know, start of the day on five, eight, the end of the day on five, seven. So, um, what are we, what are we looking at? If let's say I, I want to go lean towards the shorter side since I'm right there on the cusp, right. Mm-hmm. And I end up getting it and I don't like it. And I want something a little bit longer. What are we looking at there? Is that a problem that you've ever seen or something, um, a problem that can be fixed easily with an extension? How does that get fixed? So we have extenders if we need to use them. A lot of the clubs that I get from my manufacturer come at 44, that standard length. So we'll just chuck in, you know, four inch extender right in the top of the shaft and make it into a 48. I've had a few people that I've custom lengths for them. So I've gone 42 inches instead of 40. Um, but I would always err on the side of getting it slightly longer. Like if I, it, for you, I would recommend that mid length. And then if it felt awkward at the top, because the op- optimal position is just kind of right below your armpit. That's perfect there because you can get over it. Once it gets like creeping up on your shoulder, it can get a little bit awkward with that top hand. So, I mean, if you had it and it's like, oh, it's a little too long, you know, just cut. It's obviously easier to cut it down and regrip it than it is to extend it, but extensions possible as well. Gotcha. And uh, back on the construction a little bit, what kind of metal yep. are we using? Are we using stainless, carbon? Yep, 303 stainless steel. 303 stainless, perfect. And then yeah. grip-wise, what do most people use on this? I, uh, what do you guys have stock? And then are you guys, do you guys advocate for the split grip, you know, that that kind of long putter split grip, maybe a, one of those long winds that are kind of, uh, wind grips that are kind of uh, uh, for like the counterbalance putters, a longer grip like that. How does How does that work, especially since your arms, are, your hands are going to be split on that grip? 
Right. That, that's actually a really good question, just like the uh, rules question you had before. <laughs> so that's that's a common one that I get because obviously side saddle isn't real well known. So people just think that the split grip is synonymous with longer putters. So it's like, you know, I got to have one. I don't want to have my hand down on the shaft. Like, that's going to be weird. But my dad and I have never used one. He may have way back in the day, but not at any time I can remember. I don't. My brother doesn't. And reason being is just control and feel because that top, if you're a right-handed golfer, the top left hand is just an anchor point. All the control and feels in that lower hand. And if you get a bigger grip on there, I think that kind of numbs you from your feeling of the club head. So what we have stock is just standard putter grips with pure. And then I, I've had a couple people that have re-gripped it. It was funny. I, one of my really good buddies, one of the first guys we met at the PGA show, he's over in Rhode Island. He's a club fitter, master fitter instructor. And he was a big advocate for us. He stocks the putters in his shop. But when he first got it, and he's a pro, so I'm not going to tell him what to do. He put the split <laughs> grip on there. And then as we're talking more, he was like, do you think I should take that off? And I was like, yeah, I never re- recommend anyone to have one. And he's like, all right. And he took it off. And he's like, wow, this made a big difference. <laughs> And I was like, I could have told you earlier, John, but so, I mean, it's, but like, you know, being in the industry and for me being an instructor, I'm not going to say there's one right answer. There's going to be some people that are going to maybe put better with a lower grip on there. I just find that the majority of the time you're going to have more control with that one. Gotcha. 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 Uh, And let's talk real quick uh, about the differences in your models. I'm I'm on your website and I see we got the blaze Mm -hmm. and we got the BB 10. What are we looking difference wise? here so in terms of aesthetic i mean they're made it's the exact same process the only difference being is that blaze has the two additional weights on either side of the barrel and from there it's just a weight difference so if someone prefers a heavier putter the blaze weighs in at 425 grams whereas the bb10 is 395 gotcha okay and and really that just is going to be focused on field performance issue or differences we don't really find any between the two or would you say no. since those weights are on the side, we may get a little bit more forgiveness? Um, Maybe. I mean, in terms of the strike, I think, and I've played around with both. I personally use the BB-10 just because it's most similar to what I've used my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. But the Blaze has been our top seller this year by far, like 65% of our sales are the Blaze. So I think it's a little bit of aesthetics for people. You know, those two barrels kind of, or two weights rather, is almost like a secondary alignment aid. I think people like that. Um, in terms of how it sits, though, in the strike, it's real similar to the BB-10. So just whatever is a personal preference, you know, for that individual player, okay. if it's heavier or lighter. Gotcha. And then yep. uh, final kind of construction question. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at a site dot, sight line? Can that be changed? Something like that. Um, so it just comes standard with a dot. It's just easier for my guys and the whole production process just to have one. Now, if someone really wanted something different, we could do it. It would just be a little bit of a longer process. Gotcha. Um, we found that because I've played around with some lines, a dot forever. I mean, when we had that original terrific brass putter, I mean, it was pinned together, epoxied together, no milling on the face, no lines, no dots. I mean, we were used to having nothing. So for us, it's like, oh, we don't, I mean, we're biased. So I think having the dot there just to get it really centered, but then also the barrel. I mean, the barrel is a perfect alignment aid because it's right in the center of the face. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I, one thing that 
I, I really like about the company that I'm going to kind of mm-hmm. move on to is y'all's logo, the Bomar Putting Company with the, with the purple and the teal. How did oh. you guys come up with that? Well, I have to give some credit to my graphic designer, Andrew Von Lasso, who's a local top-tier amateur here, has his own uh, apparel business. But him and I have been buddies for a few years now. And before you know, I actually got this up and running and off the ground, obviously you know you have those long days in cafes just be storming and what am I going to name the company? What do I want it to look like? And we kind of wanted to merge my dad's nostalgia with the eighties with kind of the new eighties wave. Like I'm a big collector of members only jackets and like that synth wave music. And you know, the eighties <laughs> are kind of coming back high waisted pants. And my dad's, you know, this guy who's still holding on to his mullet and just loves hair metal. And it's like, all right, <laughs> what can we do to kind of merge the two? And it was like, all right, I kind of like this look. It's a bit of an 80s logo, kind of has those pop of those neon colors and whatnot. So, yeah, we have that logo and then our classic one, the, the BP Co. So. The BP Co. one looks great too, but I got to yeah, say that, that rope hat is just something fantastic. Thanks, I was, yeah, I was, was going through, I love it. So <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And, and uh, I think you guys got some really cool apparel too. Your Sunset Tee, the Tour Visor. I think you guys are really bringing some cool stuff with your logo let alone these putters so um, yeah thank you so i i think it's a pretty cool concept getting getting side saddle um like i said not many people know about it so i was pretty excited to talk to you guys what we'll do here is i'll let you kind of pitch your social media your website your putters go ahead and yeah. do that right now yeah perfect so i mean easiest way to find us i mean obviously we have social media pages so facebook just bomar putting co same thing with instagram that's our handle our website's bomarputting.com and uh yeah guys i mean my whole thing with this is it's not going to be for everybody but if you're somebody that wants to improve their game and doesn't mind you know standing out and being a little bit different then it's for you and you should give it a go awesome awesome well Thank you very much for joining us. I hope you have a great day. Thank you so much, Robert. I appreciate no it. No problem. No problem. All right. Again, I want to thank Brittany for taking the time out to discuss the Bomar Putting Company with us. Make sure you check them out at Bomar Putting Co. on social media. So that's Bomar, B-O-M-A-R, Putting Co. C-O on social media. Uh, that's Twitter, Instagram. You can find them there. Now, some of you may remember an interview I did with Angel of Golf Notch a couple of episodes ago. Now, I got one of his training aids in and wrote a review on the blog, which is thegreenfeed.wordpress.com. And with that, Angel wanted to offer 15% off the Golf Notch training aid so that you guys can use it as well. So you're getting 15% off the training aid if you go to golfnotch.com and use the coupon code GREENFEED. All right, and finally, if you think you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, the best thing you can do is give it five stars on your podcast platform and drop a review for me. Now, as I gain more and more traction, you'll start to see me working and doing some really cool things content-wise that in the long run is going to help you. Also, if you could, follow me and share me on your social media platforms. On Twitter, that's at TheGreenFee1. Instagram is at TheGreenFee. And on Facebook, you can find me by searching at the green fee in the search bar. And don't forget to check the blog out as well. I got some really cool reviews coming up, including those jumbo grips that Bryson DeChambeau uses. 
With that being said, I hope you have an awesome week. And hit him